0: You're listening to a podcast from BJSM.
1: In this BJSM podcast, we're providing a resource for athletes who have been concussed or worried about concussion and maybe not sure what to do. So we're giving you a chance to listen to the expert, Paul McCrory, a sports physician and neurologist and researcher who works very collaboratively with an international team of experts on concussion. So you're getting an authoritative voice in this podcast. So Paul, the scenario is that I'm a soccer player, I've been elbowed to the head, I'm being told by my friends that I've been knocked out and I'm not feeling good, I'm clicking onto this BJSM podcast to hear from you to get your advice as to how I should take things from here.
0: Well the first thing is, if you've been knocked out and got symptoms, then you've got a concussion until proven otherwise. So you need to manage it um, as though it is a concussion and take it very seriously. Getting a medical assessment as soon as possible after the injury is important because there are more significant injuries that can occur that can be missed in this early stage. So seeing a doctor or if you don't have a doctor going to an emergency department is an important option in that sense. Once the more serious things have been ruled out, then it's a matter of, of time and nature and letting the symptoms settle. So what we normally recommend is for the first day or so, simply to rest and let the brain rest to recover. Once you're over that early stage where the symptoms are particularly severe and starting to improve, then we then move on to starting to do some exercise and starting to do some activity, but limited by the symptoms. So if you've got a headache coming back when you start to watch TV or concentrate, then you stop doing that. So you use the symptoms as a guide. So each day, you normally find you can do a little bit more, a little bit more, until you're back to a normal circumstance, which can take 7 to 10 days for, for most people with this sort of problem. Once you've recovered and you're free of all your symptoms and you can go for a run and the symptoms don't come back then you really need a medical clearance before you go back into sport because we know that even when the symptoms have recovered around about 20 percent of people still have problems with their brain that they can't pick up and we can only measure that with with more detailed testing which can be done by a doctor. So getting a medical clearance is an important part of that process. And then once you've been cleared, once your symptoms have gone, once you're fully recovered, you can return to sport or activity without any restriction.
1: But Paul, we've got a really big game coming up next week and I reckon I can play with a few symptoms.
0: Um, Unfortunately, the answer to that is no. Um, It doesn't matter whether it's, um, you're a community athlete or an elite athlete, world championship, Olympic games, your brain recovers at its own rate. And if it hasn't recovered, then by going back into playing sport, getting head knocks, you run the risk of some serious complications, both short-term complications, such as the brain swelling, reaction time slowed, getting more injuries, or possibly long-term problems, such as depression, um, difficulty thinking, and so forth. So it's a very risky process to try and push the envelope and get back before you're fully recovered. The biggest fear that we have is that... um, the slowed reaction times after an injury mean that you risk of further injuries when you go back on the field. They could be head injuries, they could be knee injuries, but you're just not able to cope with the demands of the game. And for some sports, like for motor racing for example, that could be fatal because you need to be fully on the ball. If you're playing another sport like um, football for example, then the risk is injury. So. You need to be 100% before you return to football, and it doesn't matter how good an athlete you are or how high the competition is. If you're not right, you're not right.
1: And I have read that it could cause
0: long-term dementia or something like that. Is that true? At the moment, the jury's still out about that sort of problem. There, there is certainly some evidence that there are a few athletes, a very few athletes worldwide, who have long-term problems, but we don't fully understand why they've got the problems. It's not simply the concussions they've experienced... It may be genetic, it may be other factors that we don't comprehend at the moment. But at this stage, it's certainly a very prominent thing in the media, but the science doesn't tell us enough about it at the moment. So we continue to research it.
1: Well, thanks a lot, Paul. And I'll move from my delusion of being some kind of athlete to my editor hat. And uh, I really appreciate your sharing these things with BJSM listeners. You've done a tremendous job on changing the management of concussion. I think you've made sport a lot safer. And when I say you you're and your hardworking colleagues over really decades of, of time, um, 30 authors on this contribution to the uh, IPHP issue, the injury prevention and health protection issue um, of the BJSM supported by the International Olympic Committee. So thanks for your hard work and your colleagues' hard work and all the best as you go out and share these messages all around the world.
0: Well, on behalf of the Concussion and Sport Group, we thank you.